Welcome to Pat Sherlock's podcast series, interviews with top mortgage sales leaders. Learn practical tips for improving sales management results. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. This is Pat Sherlock, and welcome to the podcast. Today's topic is a fabulous topic, getting out of your comfort zone. And I have the perfect executive to talk about this, and that's Andrew Clarkson. Andrew is vice president and national head of production for United Federal Credit Union. Previous to that, Andrew was with Lake Michigan. He was with Chase and Quicken Loans. Hi, Andrew. Hi, Pat. Thanks for having me on today. I really appreciate it. Well, this is a fabulous topic, as I said, because it is certainly one of the number one issues that I see all the time is that people refuse to move on to something new and different. But before we jump into that, let's talk about how did you, Andrew, get into mortgage banking? Good question. So I actually got into mortgage banking in 2006, right after graduating from Michigan State, took my first job at Quicken Loans as a loan officer, consumer direct channel. I was, you know, dialing for dollars, basically. That's where I learned the business, a great proving grounds for it. Well, that's uh, interesting. You certainly stopped, you started in really an interesting market. It was still a hot market at that point, right? It was still, yeah, it was a really hot market at that point. It was kind of the tail end right before, you know, Mm -hmm. September 2007 happened. And, you know, for that year period, it was really good. But then, you know, only being 12 months into mortgage banking before, you know, the Great Recession hit, making it through that point, you know, that that 2007, 2008 period, that taught me so much about the business. And some people say, man, one of the worst times to start mortgage banking. I thought the opposite. I thought times where, you know, markets constrict and contract, that's that's kind of a, a good time to not only like learn skills, but also, you know, learn sales, you know, learn learn the business. And, and it makes you really, really want to progress in the field, especially when you're you're up against a wall. Well, that's really a great point that you're making. Uh, talk to us about your challenges in your current position as a head of national production. I would say the challenges are, I think any leader wants to put the entire company on their back and charge forward, right? And in, in this type of market where it seems very market-driven, it's just making it very clear to everybody that success happens in any market. You know, there, there's no constraints around being successful. And, and you can make excuses like, yeah, it's a market, there's a downturn, there's all this stuff. Well, you can still be successful as long as you're willing to take your slice of the pie. Well, that's an excellent point. I can't agree with you more that, in other words, there's great opportunities now for sure. So when you see these trends in mortgage banking, what do you see happening in the rest of the year? You know, I, man, I, I wish I had the crystal ball. I, I, you know, obviously no one does. And obviously that's very cliche to me to say, but, you know, the rest of the year, I, I feel like we're kind of going towards, I don't want to say normal market, but at the same time, it, it feels like, you know, a normal market in conjunction with this crazy rate thing that's happening, right? Where we thought at this point of the year, you know, we might see rates retreat a little bit. You know, the, the thing that really affected us was interest rates moved north, you know, very quickly over a short period of time, which it seemed like the uh, the train kind of just stopped dead in its tracks. But, 
You know, the rest of the year, I think we'll still see some, you know, some rates retreat a little bit. I hope that, you know, the National Association of Realtors and the MBA and Freddie Mac, the economists at those associations and groups are right. And that we do see rates, you know, move downward into that, you know, uh, mid, mid to lower 6% range. I think that happens, especially with what's happening with home values right now. We could see an extended market, you know, throughout the, the rest of the year. And maybe we'll benefit by some refis by the end of the year, too. Who knows? The those things are are mainly things, the ones that we can't control, right? But what I would like to see for the rest of the year is, you know, who's who's going to be left standing in this business, right? Who's dedicated to the mortgage space? Who's dedicated to being a great loan officer? You know, those people that are, are are well within their careers still have the opportunity to, you know, continue to have great business and and, and take their their fair share of the of the market. Well, that's a great tie-in to my next question regarding have you had to change your managing style? It's been a more difficult market. Have you made changes that you might have not done in the past? I don't think there's a lot of changes in, in what my day-to-day is. I think it's more change in the frequency of what I do. Before, when you know we were in you know 2020, 2021. There's so much business everywhere that everybody was just reacting to it. You know, there wasn't a lot of sales calls that were happening. There weren't a lot of lunch and learns, in-person events, appointments, meetings, coffees, lunches, all those things that are driving business to the loan officer, to the, you know, to the credit union. But now that everybody has had time, I feel that the frequency of those things, you know, reaching out to your referral partners, realtors, builders, you know, offering up continuing education classes or mortgage 101 classes, getting your business partners like, you know, you know, your mortgage insurance partners involved in your business. I think the frequency is just uh, amped up a whole lot more. We're still doing the sales calls. We're still doing all that kind of stuff, but everyone's working a lot harder for, you know, the same amount. Well, that's also very true and certainly leads to our our main topic today and talking about getting out of your comfort zone. So why don't we talk about the issue of what is a comfort zone from your perspective? I think a comfort zone, when I look at it from the through the business lens, is let's say it's somebody that has been, you know, average successful, you know, that you can say at the end of the day, I've had a successful business. And you know exactly how many loans that you're going to close every single month. You know, I, I can count on closing, you know, eight to 12 loans every single month. And I feel comfortable doing that. Well, you know, that's shifted over the last 12 months. Those eight to 12 loans aren't coming so easily right now. And I feel that the behaviors really haven't changed, but the expectations are still there. And when it comes down to it, people aren't inspecting, you know, their expectations, right? And I think right now, most of those loan officers that have relied on that and have been comfortable to earn a certain amount of money, close a certain amount of loans, go on a certain amount of sales calls, they're they're now realizing if they haven't realized already that, wait a second, I need, I need to start or I need to continue to do more of those things that were driving the bottom line for me, that were filling the top of the funnel. And uh, that's what the comfort zone looks like to me. 
So when you talk about that from a manager's standpoint, and certainly managers see this uh, quite frequently, is that these individuals, to get them to move out of the comfort zone, it's not that easy. And so talk about some of the things that you do. I agree. It's it's obviously not that easy to get somebody outside of their comfort zone because I feel like it's the the old, you know, cliche thing like... Um, if someone wants to gain muscle or lose weight, you know, they got to eat right. They got to go to the gym, right? You can tell a person what they have to eat. You can tell a person how many times they have to work out and how many pull-ups and push-ups they have to do and, you know, how many miles that they have to run a day. But you have to be inspired. You know, that individual has to be inspired in order to, you know, create change, you know, within them, within their lives, all that kind of stuff. So I think the conversation truly starts with what's your purpose? What's your goal? You know, what does success look like for you? How do you think that you can get there? And, you know, having that self-realization moment of like, okay, this is where I stand today. And in, and in order for me to, to get to the place where I want to go, these are the things that I think I have to do. Let me seek coaching, let me seek training, let me seek further, you know, assistance and education. You know, what are other people that are successful in this industry? What are they doing? What does that look like? So I think that self-realization thing has to happen, Pat. And that's really something, can the manager really drive that? Certainly the manager can present uh, present an environment, but at at the end, is it really up to the individual to make those, to make that first step? Yeah, I think it's definitely up to the individual to make the first step. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, I think that a leader, any leader can have a profound effect on on self-realization. You know, they you can drive conversations Mm -hmm. in a certain direction where you pull out, you know, you know, what what that looks like to the individual contributor to a loan officer. And I think it starts there because if you're having the conversation in the first place, you know, obviously the leader and the loan officer are there together to have that conversation for a reason. And a lot of good can come out of that initial conversation or a series of conversations and even coming up with a a business coaching uh, plan too. So yeah, I I think the first step, you're right, Pat, it has to happen, you know, within that person, but, you know, coaches and trainers and business consultants, they obviously have a great impact as well. So when you look at, let's look at the the individual that is in a comfort zone, and I certainly see it from a training perspective, is that uh, you do have a percentage of the loan officers that fundamentally don't want to change. I mean, it does come down to that issue. Do you address that in a marketing plan or how does it get surfaced? Uh, because they might tell you one thing, but actually doing another is certainly uh, may not happen. You know, I think the conversation surfaces um, pretty naturally because Mm -hmm. especially right now where we've gone, where we've been in terms of production, some of the, some of the loan officers in the market, you know, they're obviously not closing as many loans today because they're they're still exhibiting the same behaviors and they're still trying to do the same things that they've done in the past and, and, and get the same results. Well, that doesn't work in today's environment. So, you know, instead what happens now is that conversation that's happening initially is, okay, obviously I need to make change. What are the top things that I can do in order to, you know, make an impact, you know, on my business 
within the next 30 days, within the next 60 days. And then we come up with a strategy of what that might look like. You know, what if, if you're a loan officer at X company, do you offer construction loans? You know, what is your IQ in construction loans? Do you mm -hmm. offer portfolio lending? And, you know, how do you sell yourself? You know, what, what are the, the things that, what are the values that, what's the value that you provide to a referral partner? Do you, you know, do education classes with realtors? So we, we try to pull out the strengths of the individual and really exploit those strengths when creating the strategic plan. And so when you talk about, we've been talking about the loan officer side, but comfort zone also applies on the managerial side, where in other words, the state of our industry is changing dramatically. We're in a TikTok world. And of course, some of the managers were in just having a phone world. And so how do you handle that when you're, you're supervising managers that are in a comfort zone? Yeah, that's a good question too, because it's it's the same, but it's obviously a little bit different because they're leading this group of you know individual contributors, right? We focus on wins, what's important now. What's important now to change our business or, or our behaviors, our daily actions that could have a positive effect on the team. So we're big proponents, you know, of clear communication and of time blocking. Time blocking has been a really big thing for us where we can dedicate certain times out of a certain time out of our week to either business development, you know, doing joint sales calls, you know, and uh, doing those coaching activities. So we've seen success there. So have you, do you establish goals like at the loan officer level and also at the managerial level that there's certain activities that you're looking for? And then is there a ramification if those activities don't happen? Or is there some type of measurement that is done to, to monitor it as it, uh, to see if it's actually occurring? Yeah, so we do we do business tracking. Um, we've mm -hmm. created this uh, this template, pretty straightforward one, and it kind of shows you know what what the overall goal is in terms of volume, in terms of units. But mm -hmm. then we try, you know, those are those are really lag measures. You know, sure. Um, we really look for those lead measures of how many calls did you make today, how many uh, appointments did you make, how many coffees, how many lunches. How many were with realtors? How many were with builders? Um, how many of those were joint sales calls, seg relationships? So we have goals established around all of those up front. Mm -hmm. And we really track those on a weekly and monthly basis. And so what's the ramification? So let's say on a weekly basis, the person was supposed to do a certain number and they did not do it. What happens then? I mean, how how are you moving towards moving them could be a comfort, could be an education issue, could be a comfort zone issue. How do you move them out of that? And what, uh, how does the sequence work? It, does it go from you to the local manager or it, uh, what, talk about what that looks like. Yeah, we, we have biweekly leadership meetings mm -hmm. and, you know, we really run the department as a, as one unit, one team. Mm -hmm. So everybody's held accountable to their goals and it's, it could be something as simple. And, and the way that we do it is when we go around the table and we're talking about, you know, uh, did we meet expectations or didn't we meet expectations? Um, it's a really quick, you know, informative thing. And everybody is, you know, listening in, everyone's on the hook. So there's a little bit of onus on everybody, right? Because mm -hmm. you don't want to get to your turn and say, oh, didn't meet it. You want to get to your turn and you want to say, 
met my sales call goals on track. You know, nothing, nothing's blocking me right now from, from meeting my goals. And, but there are those times where yes, there is, there's someone that, that speaks up and says, well, you know, really didn't make my, my number of joint sales calls, didn't meet my, my one-on-one coachings that I wanted to do this week. So then it's, you know, something to the effect of, Hey, let's catch up on this. I want to find out what's blocking you from, from accomplishing your goals. And, you know, usually it's something like, you know, had some fires, they got away from me, got caught in the whirlwind of what mm-hmm. this business is. Right. So then we look at ways of how we can remove the whirlwind, you know, how we, you know, maybe we're not time blocking, or maybe you just was one of those epic things that happened where you sure, got, sure. where you got caught in the whirlwind and couldn't get out. So, you know, the, the communication among the team um, is, is super important. So, Andrew, when you see this in the big picture as our industry is changing dramatically, even uh, certainly we're in the process of looking like a purchase money market for a rather long time in high competition, um, it does really move back to this issue in the selection side of it. There are people with a growth mindset and there are people with a fixed mindset. And those people with a fixed mindset are very much need to be spotted early on. Are, are you tying together the getting them out of the comfort zone in the interview process? Yeah, we really go deep now. It's ultimately it's not going to be worth anyone's time if you know you hire somebody that that just wants to be a gatherer, right? Sure. This is a hunter's market. And I think it always has been really because the purchase market is really what moves everything. You know, you don't want to be one of the numbers that goes through a refi boom and then gets, you know, goes through a 40% reduction. You know, we've seen it with so many different business models out there where mortgage companies have, you know, shuttered their doors because, you know, their business model doesn't work right now. And they will be back eventually, you know, once we get into the into the refi booms again. But you know, in the interview process, it is so important to have those honest conversations with everybody and not just be focused on that, you know, one win of getting somebody on board. You want to get somebody on board that's going to propel the growth of the business. You know, that's really what you want to focus on. Um, I'd rather hire one great hire than 10, you know, people that aren't going to be pounding the pavement, you know, looking to create relationships, looking to get their share of the purchase market. So you have to vet, you have to, you have to vet it out with questions. And we use data too. Um, We use data analytics reporting of um, kind of compare it to that, but you can learn a lot by asking two, three, four more questions than you normally do in, in an interview. Well, I think it's really important, and I'm glad to hear that you're doing that because we're really going to need a different type of an employee going forward, and that employee has to have a growth mindset where they have to self-develop for sure, and it's not just the lender's issue, which leads to our our last couple of questions that I'd like to ask you, Andrew. When you have to share some of your best takeaways of getting people out of the comfort zone, what are the things that you want to share with our audience today? I would say if you haven't done it already, and and this is going to sound cliche, Pat, but it's cliche because a lot of people use it and it works, Mm -hmm. is to write down your top three most important things that you want to accomplish. And then underneath those top three things that you want to accomplish, write down six things that you could change in your business today that would have an impact on those top three things. And, and that's that's really it. Start start with that. And then 
after you do that and you're looking for the next thing, seek out an accountability partner, seek out a mentor, seek out a business coach, seek out somebody that's going to, you know, it could be, you know, your manager, it could be a colleague, a peer, or, you know, you could hire an outside consultant that I see a lot of loan officers that are successful doing today. You could do that as well. Well, I think you're exactly right. And I think they're excellent points that you're making. And I want to thank you for sharing with our audience today these key points. And also, I want to thank our listeners for spending time with us. Thanks so much. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you, Pat. Good talking to you. Thanks for listening to our podcast. We appreciate you spending time with us. If your sales team needs training in hiring and lead generation, schedule a free consultation by emailing me at psherlock at qfsconsulting.com.